All right. Well, again, happy Mother's Day. And uh, ladies, I want you to know how much I appreciate you, especially those with younger children that are here this morning. I know how hard it is. Well, you know, not being a mother, all right? Just get that straight. But I know how hard it is having a young one in church and how stressful it can be. You know, nurseries are good and all those things, but I love having young ones in the service with us to remind us that they're there and to remind us why we're here, right? There's so many churches around our county and around our nation that do not have little ones crying out in the service, and you know why? Because they're not in church. I praise the Lord for every little one that comes in, screaming or not, because I can get just as loud as they can. And I praise the Lord for every one. So young mothers, thank you. Thank you for bringing your children to church. And by the way, it is your Christian duty to bring them, to make sure they are where they can be taught the things of the Lord. This morning for Mother's Day, I, I kind of ran the idea uh, up the flagpole with Bridget. You know, I asked her, what about baby dedications this year? And she says, you know, we don't have a lot of time to plan for it if you're going to do it for Mother's Day. And I said, well, that's when I'd like to do it. So she is, um, I want to thank the Lord for my wife, mother. Um, she mothers me like she mothers my kids. You may have seen me get up and leave out just a minute ago. It's because I forgot something and she reminded me I needed it, okay? So that's what I had to go and take care of. And that's why she's the better half of me and, and thank the Lord for her. This morning, what we're going to do is we're going to have a baby dedication. So let me say this very uh, right up front. A baby dedication is not a photo op for you and your child. It's not making sure that everybody sees my baby and praises me for my, my child. It is not that at all. It's not a baby uh, baptism. What it is, is a parent standing before the church and before God Almighty and making a covenant with God and the church that they are going to bring their child up in godly principles and ways. So the charge that I have for you this morning is our parental covenant. And I've spoken with the, the families that are going to come forth today and what we're going to do is after I show you and explain the, the, the tenets of the parental covenant, they will come up and before the church sign that covenant in a way dedicating their child to the Lord. So as we get started this morning, take your Bibles, turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Um, talked to someone this morning about how it usually goes on Mother's Day and Father's Day. You know, when I began pastoring, people told me that this is the way it happens. You praise mothers on Mother's Day and you persecute fathers on Father's Day. And by and large, that's pretty much what happens. But here's the thing. We work as a unit. We come together as a team. Husbands and wives, 
You can't, you, you shouldn't raise your children without both. Now, I know that happens and there's, there's outstanding circumstances and all that kind of thing, but the perfect, the godly way to do things is by His standard, He says, a father and a mother to raise children. Now, I know life gets in the way. I know things happen, but here's the truth. God wants the father and the mother to raise their child in His ways, because He has caused us to be raised in that way. He wants to be our Father and show us how fathers are to be, how parents are to be. So this morning we're going to begin in Deuteronomy chapter 6, and this follows up the Ten Commandments. And Moses is speaking to the people the words of God, and he says to them, Hear, O Israel, verse 4, The Lord your God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as, as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. This morning, we're going to seek to exalt God by committing our ways to Him and committing our children to those ways by way of us obeying God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, again, we bow before you because we know you're king. We profess you before the world, knowing that you are almighty, creator and sustainer. That you have placed us here for a purpose and a reason. And one of those purposes and reasons is to raise godly offspring. Thank you for these that come this morning wanting to dedicate their children. And I know, Father, that there are others that, that want to do that as well and Right now is not the time. Whenever uh, things work together, you will cause them to come forward and to dedicate their children. But Father, as we look at this idea of dedication, help us to understand what it means. Dedication means work. Dedication means commitment. So Father, this morning, cause us to commit our ways to you completely. Each one of us, regardless of a father or mother or whom, whomever, help us to seek you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and exalt you above all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So now, coming right out of the Ten Commandments, the Lord directed Moses to tell Israel this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And then he goes on to say, teach these principles to your children. So let me say first and foremost, if you don't love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, you will not teach your children those principles. It's, um, it's hard to lead somewhere where you're not going. So parents... 
whether people, whether your parent or not, where are you headed? And are you showing the way for those who are coming behind you, whether they're your children or whether they're your friends or whomever? We've got to make sure as representatives of Christ, if you name the name of Christ as your Lord and Savior, be sure that you are walking in a fashion that pleases Him. So this morning, our parental covenant starts this way. I hereby covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now let me stop and talk about the word covenant for just a moment. What that means is is that you make a solid, firm commitment. A decision that you will not walk away from. That you will not back away from. That you will fight for. That's what a covenant is. Your promise, your word... Your soul goes into this. I hereby covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ and the Wellman Baptist Church congregation that as a godly witness to my children, I will. You see, the purpose of this is for every person. You know, these are, this is recorded specifically for parents this morning, but every person, every Christian ought to be committing these things to the Lord. So the first one is that I will commit my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. To love Him and follow His ways. To read His Word. To serve Him as my Savior. And through through obedience to Him as my Lord. Turn with me to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. First and foremost, parents... You cannot lead your child into a godly uh, way of living unless you know the Lord. Peter is giving testimony in chapter 4, verse 12 of the book of Acts. And he says this, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must Be saved. He's speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's talking about the Lord Jesus. And he's saying to those who are listening, you guys have got it wrong. Because he's preaching to the the religious elite. He's telling them, he's giving testimony, this is Jesus, the Son of God. And if you're going to be saved, the only way to be saved from your sins, from from the, the ways of the world, is to have Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Only one name by which we must be saved, and that is the name of Jesus. So first of all, parents, will you commit your life to the Lord Jesus Christ? Because if you're not saved, this is going to do no good. This is going to be just a photo op. It's just going to be an opportunity for you to walk in front of the congregation and and have your picture made with your child, and you can sign the signature, and it will mean nothing. But will you commit your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. To love Him and follow His ways. So many people profess Jesus as Lord and Savior, but they have no idea what it means to follow Him because they have not tried. They have not committed their way to the Lord. 
They have not decided. They says, well, I, I want to have my fire insurance, so I want to you know, accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, but I'm not going to follow Him daily. I'm not going to take up my cross and deny myself and follow Him. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do what I want to do. That is not Christianity. There is no salvation in that decision. Now, will you commit your life to the Lord Jesus Christ? to love Him and follow His ways, to read His Word, to serve Him as Savior through your obedience to Him as Lord. Because Jesus is Savior and Lord, He can't be one or the other. You see, He is Lord of all, understand that, but if you don't accept Him as Lord, He will not be your Savior. If you're not obeying and following Him, then you have not accepted His terms of salvation. He simply said, deny yourself, take up your cross, follow me. You see, too many have prayed a prayer and been baptized and walked away from Jesus. You can't follow if you're walking away. Parents, Will you commit your life to the Lord Jesus Christ? That's number one. That's first and foremost. Number two, will you commit your life to your husband or to your wife and to honor your marriage vows? The greatest thing that you can do for your children is to love your wife, to love your husband, to make sure they see that love. Because men... Your daughters are going to look for a man like you. Now think about this for a minute. Are you happy with the man that you are? Would you want your child to marry a woman like, a man like you? Don't go there, okay? Would you want your daughter to marry a man like you? Now you've got to sit back and take some honest questions, answer those things, and say, am I the type of person that I want my daughter to marry? Am I looking for a godly man for her? Or do I want to see her, her husband running out and drinking and doing all these things, spending money on stuff that, that don't matter? Do I want to see him take care of her the way that she needs to be taken care of as the queen? If you're not being that man to your wife, she most likely won't marry a man like that for herself. And now, ladies... Did you know your sons and daughters are looking to you for how to be a godly mother? How a woman is supposed to behave and act and do and, and the man type of man she wants to uh, marry? They will emulate what you put forth in your life. So, let me ask you about your marriage. Now you're looking at me and saying, preacher, don't go there. You know what? We've got to. You know why? Because it's tough. It's hard. Marriage is not easy. I pray for Charlie and Cindy all the time. Man, it's like, it's like a, a rock in a hard place. One on one side and, you know, marriage ain't easy. I understand that. It takes work. It takes commitment. And if you give up on it, it will give up on you. It's 
it's going to be so easy just to do away with it when times get tough. But it's worth it to follow the Lord. Whenever you married your spouse, did you know that you promised, you made a covenant with God that this was the one? And are you going to stand by that covenant? Men, love your wives. Wives, love your husband. Show your children how they're supposed to love their spouse because they're looking to you for that information. Let me turn to Matthew chapter 19 and read to you there verses 5 and 6. You hear this at wedding ceremonies. And the Lord Jesus said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then, they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. Are you willing to commit to loving your wife? Would you be the husband to your wife in the way that you want to be... I got that backwards in my head, I better not say it. Okay? Treat your wife the way that you want to be treated. Treat your husband the way that you want to be treated. If you think your husband could treat you better, try to treat him better and see how it works out. Because what you, what, what's going to happen, you treat him better, he'll treat you better. Try it. You don't believe me? I've been sweet to Bridget. And she's sweet to me. When I'm mean to her, she's mean back. I mean, it, it works that way. Put a little investment. You know what you do whenever you put money in a bank, right? You put it there. You, you don't use it for a while. You let it grow interest. Invest in your relationship with your wife. Treat her the way that you want her to be treated, and even better. Because it's going to pay dividends. Commit your life to your wife or husband. And honor your marriage vows. Number three, I will commit myself to the personal study of God's Word. Turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 15. 2 Timothy chapter 15. No, not chapter 15, chapter 2, verse 15. If you turn to 2 Timothy 15, let me know about that. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, the Scripture says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Let me ask you, are you willing to commit yourself to personal Bible study? Because if you don't, there's no way that you can teach your family the Bible. And by the way, it's your responsibility. I commit myself to the personal study of God's Word so that I may in turn teach it to my family, which is my responsibility. These are the things that these families will sign this morning, the commitment that they are making. You cannot teach someone what you don't already know. You cannot show someone from Scripture the answer to the problems that they're going through if you don't know where they're at. Christians, we read everything else from the inquirer to the New York Times 
to all this other stuff on the internet, Facebook, uh, you name it. We read everything, but people come to me and say, oh, I just can't read the Bible. Really? You can't read a love letter to you from God? Come on now. And have you tried is my question. Because the evil one doesn't want you reading the Bible and he will do everything he can to put something in your way to give you an excuse not to read the Bible because he doesn't want you to know the truth that's there and the truth that will set you free. Will you commit yourself to the personal study of God's Word? Because that's the only way your family's going to get it. Yes, you can come to church three times a week. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and you can get good Bible teaching, good Bible study, you can get exposed to the Word of God, but it's your responsibility to teach it at home. What are you going to do when your kids ask you a question? What are you going to do if they ask you about salvation? Can you tell them how to accept the Lord? Can you show them? You see, it's time, folks. We've got to stop playing. We've got to stop being non-committed Christians. Commit yourself to the personal study of God's Word so that you will be able to teach it to your family because it is your responsibility. Number four, I will commit to accepting and fulfilling my God-ordained role in our household with all of its responsibilities and duties. Go to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to begin in verse 22. God's Word says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. And every man said, Amen. I told you about that, didn't I? I was pastoring a church one time. There was a fellow sitting over here on the right-hand side, just a few rows back, right next to the, the edge there. The only time he ever said amen about anything is when I read that passage of Scripture. Wives, submit to your husband. Amen! Didn't hardly get it out good. But he didn't want to hear the next part. But let me, let me say this, guys. Women are, wives are supposed to submit to their husbands, but not as a slave master. For the husband is head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Men have the responsibility to rule over their houses well. It is our responsibility. Sometimes we delegate it out. Sometimes we give it up. We're not supposed to. We will be held responsible for everything that goes on in our household. And when you stand before God and He asks about what's going on in your house, you, you can't say it's her fault. He's going to say, mm -mm, I put you in charge. So men, understand your role as the head of the house. Now that doesn't mean you sit down and make your wife get your pipe and slippers, bring you the paper, and bring you your, your coffee in the morning, all those kinds of things. Now if she wants to do that, hey, great, 
Outstanding. She's trying to treat you better so that you'll treat her better. But you don't demand that she wait on you. Because, you see, the relationship that we're supposed to emulate is Christ being the head of the church and leading the church. And the church is subject to Christ. Now, the household, household is the man's responsibility. You'll answer before God how you manage your household. My hope, my prayer is, is that when I stand before God, that's going to be the least of my worries about the household. Guys, God is looking for men Godly men, not worldly men. God is looking for those who would stand up and worship and serve Him and represent Him in their homes, first and foremost. In verse 25, it says, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself for her, that He might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the Word. Ladies, submit to your husbands. Guys, make sure that you are working together as a team. You are not her ruler. You are responsible to take care of her and bring her along the way that she is supposed to be uplifted and strengthened. The scripture talks about you know, making sure that you're taking care of your own body and the, your wife is part of you, so you don't treat your body badly. You treat your wife good. Look for and look out for the godly, um, God-ordained roles in your household for your responsibilities and duties. So number five, the fifth commitment. I will commit to Almighty God that I will not provoke my children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Sometimes we get uh, kind of broken down on the part and hung up on the part where it says, I will not provoke my children to wrath, and we stop there. That just means don't treat your children badly. That's just a simplified way to say it, but there's, there's other explanations. But here's the key part, but that you will bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Do you commit to that? Because this is what the de baby dedication is all about. You de you're dedicating yourself to the work of bringing up your child in the, the covenant of God, in the training and admonition of the Lord, teaching them at home what they're, they're, they're supposed to be taught by you from the Word of God. Letting them see how a godly father handles the business of the household, handles the relationships of the household, how he takes care of and nurtures the household. Bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. And the sixth commitment says, I will commit myself and my family to attending worship services, as it says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 27. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, as is the manner of some in order to strengthen our faith and grow in knowledge and understanding of God's purpose for my family. You see, 
we need worship. We need our relationship with God. We need to commune with Him as often as we can. Our organized worship services is a wonderful way to do that. We gather together. We praise the Lord. We, we uh, read, preach, teach through His Word. But also, home is a... You need to have your own Bible study. You need to teach those things at home. But when we come together, these times are specifically set aside for this. For us coming before the Lord. For us having the opportunity to grow together with the body. The body of Christ. Brothers and sisters who help us out. Help us to understand concepts and things that we don't understand or know. And that we fulfill the purpose not only of our own personal family, but the family of God as well. So will you commit yourself and your family to attending worship services in order to strengthen your faith and grow in knowledge and understanding of God's purpose for your family? So this morning, we're going to call on those who have asked for this opportunity to make a covenant with God, saying, I hereby covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ and the Wellman Baptist Church congregation that as a godly witness to my children, I will commit these six things before the Lord. But before we do that, before we ask the families to come forward, let me ask you about this. Have you committed your life to the Lord? Because the most important thing, the very first step, is to come out of darkness and into light. The very first step is to accept Him as your Lord and Savior, to move into life and out of death. You can't commit to be uh, a student of Christ until you come to Christ. So folks, we're going to have an invitation, and in that invitation... The Lord is looking for those who would commit their way to Him. Would commit themselves to following Him daily for the rest of their life. Maybe He's calling you this morning. Maybe He's put that on your mind and on your heart that you need to commit your way to Him. Would you come? Would you follow Him? Let's go to the Lord in prayer and we'll have our invitation. God, thank you so much for all that you do for us. You have blessed us beyond compare. This morning we've got kids everywhere. Thank you for them. Thank you for hearing their cries and, and all of those things. How wonderful it is. Father, not distracting a bit because it means life. Thank you for these families that have come that want to commit their way to the Lord and dedicate their children. But Father, this morning I ask you about those who are here. Have they committed their way to you? Answer that question in their heart right now. Father, if you are speaking to them and telling them that they need you, they need salvation, that they, they have to have the blood shed for them by the Lord Jesus Christ, would you bring them forward to accept salvation in Jesus' name? Father, we ask for your will to be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Please stand for a hymn of invitation. Hymn number 15. Hymn number 15, and whatever the Lord has spoken to you, you follow him. Come thou fountain of heaven.
streams of mercy never ceasing call for songs of loudest praise teach me some melodious sudden sung by flaming tongues above praise the mountain fixed upon him mount of thy redeeming love here i raise mine ebenezer hither by thy help i've come and i hope by thy good pleasure safely to arrive at home jesus sought me when a stranger wandering from the fold of god he to rescue me from danger interposed his precious you, blood thank amen thank you so much i heard colton was back there singing that he wasn't he wasn't crying he was singing wasn't he all right so this morning we have Miss Kelsey, Miss Kelsey, if you will. She, she comes this morning and she wants to join Wellman Baptist Church, move her membership from Pleasant Grove Methodist Church, uh, and also to become a candidate for baptism. So uh, what is the will of the church in this matter? There's a motion and a second. Uh, all in favor of accepting Miss Kelsey by way of uh, moving her letter to Wellman Baptist Church, say amen. amen. And all opposed by the same sign. Uh, and there is not. Praise the Lord. So, Miss Kelsey, after this is all over with, what we're going to have you do is to stand up here, and everybody's going to come by and give you the right hand of Christian fellowship. All right? All right. So, I've, you, you can wait right there. I've talked to Miss Kelsey about that. Uh, we're going to have a baptismal service in two weeks. Uh, uh, Macy is going to be baptized uh, on an evening service, and also Kelsey said she'd like to be baptized at that time as well. So, uh, we're going to. Uh, have a, a good time two weeks from now with baptismal services. All right, so if you will, uh, have a seat, please. And at this time, we're going to um, begin our dedication service. And what I have before you is a, a copy of the parental covenant. I've printed out in document form here where all of these things that we've just spoken of are listed on this document. At the bottom is a place for the father and the mother to sign, and also I have signed this, and I'm going to give that to them with the baby dedication certificate. So what, we're, what you are going to witness is these families committing their ways to the Lord as we have talked about today before you, the congregation of the church. All right, so let me see. All right, so let me ask Ms. Summer and Mr. Devin Gill, if they will, to come forward with Rhett. He's a happy man. Yes. No shoes. That's all right. That's all right. All right. So what, what we have here is I've got the dedication certificate right there. And I would like for you guys, since you have heard what we're, the, the uh, covenant is all about, I'd like for you to sign before the church uh, on the, the parental covenant there. Summer, do you? Yeah, I was going to say. Hands full. All right, very good. Now, what?
what I'm going to do is I'm going to place that in here. But I want to give to you this, uh, this certificate that says, uh, this certi certifies that Rhett Hill uh, was dedicated to God at Wilmington Baptist Church on today with our signatures on it. So let me pray for you. My Father in God, I love you and thank you for Devin and Summer. Father, I thank you for Rhett and, and Remy. And I praise you for this family. As they come before you, Father, their, their service and their desire to, to please you, Lord, you know what they've got on their heart. I ask for your blessing on them as they seek to bring Rhett up and Remy up in a, a godly home. I pray that you will strengthen them in all that they seek to do in accomplishing that. You are an amazing God, and I ask for you to cover them with your protection and with your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Let me give you this. Oh, you're going to get a picture? All right, Miss Remy, you want to hold that right there? All right. Yes. Oh, yeah. Thank you. We also have a, uh, a New Testament with Psalms to give you guys uh, in honor of Mr. Red. And here's the parental covenant. There you go. Thank you all so much. All right. All right, now, next we have Miss Amanda and, and Brother Landon Norman, and they're going to come with both of theirs. Uh, John Calloway, who's asleep. No, I see eyes. Okay. He, <laughs> and also Mr. Weston Ease. Okay. So I've got the uh, certificates right here. So what I would like to do is ask each of you, uh, as you have already seen, to sign this uh covenant before the church with the Lord, that you have uh, heard these promises and commit these things unto him. All right? So if you will. Okay. And for Mr. John Calloway, right there. And for Mr. Weston Deeds, you want to hold this one, don't you? Okay. All right, so we're going to stand right there, and this, we're just going to take a picture, okay? All right. And this one is for Mr. John Calloway. All right. So let me pray with you, please. My God and King, Again, I bow before you and ask for your blessing on this family. Father, be with Landon. Be with Amanda. Give them strength to follow your will and your way. As they bring these boys up, Father, I pray that they will be a blessing and that they will strengthen your church in the days to come. So, Lord, in all things that I'm asking for them to be strengthened and blessed, in Jesus' name, amen. Bless you. Let me give you these. Amen. All right, so if you will, please stand with me. 
We're going to have a word of prayer to be dismissed, and Ms. Kelsey's going to come, and I want you to come by and give her the right hand of Christian fellowship as she joins Wellman Baptist Church. Also, do remember that we have some leftover breakfast over in the fellowship hall. You're welcome to go by and fix you a plate of scrambled eggs uh, and all the other fixings. But, and also, please remember, no evening services this evening, so go home and spend time with family this evening. Uh, is there anything else we need to mention before we dismiss? The, the property committee needs to meet shortly right over here after the service. Anything else that I forgot? All right, well, let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his blessings today. Brother Freddie, would you mind dismissing us in prayer?